Once upon a time I was beloved, now I'm just mocked. You were never beloved. Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the shenanigans. It was the early 80s, and sex was still a good way to meet new people. The disappointment. That's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. And the self-confidence. I'm six foot, three inches tall, and maintain a very consistent panda bear shape. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Oh, man. I don't know how you talk me into coming to the strip club daily. The Vegas girlfriend would totally kill me if she found out. Vegas schmegas. We relax? This isn't the Spears Lair, baby. This is Dailyville. Check out the entertainment. This girl right here, I think she likes you. Hey, big boys. How about a little something for the effort? Yeah, there you go, m'lady. And there's plenty more where that came from. A 50-cent piece? It's a Susan B. Anthony. Wow, aren't you the big spender? Yeah, Sean, doesn't this place make you feel dirty and cheap? Dirty? Cheap? It makes me feel alive. I'm in touch with my sensuality. But don't you question if there's anything more in life than crown royal cigars and leering at women all night? Man, you're starting to freak me out. Yeah, me too. You know what? Screw this. I'm making a clean break. Time to put some meaning back into my life. You know what? And the podcast. You know what I should do a show on? So help me, if you say chick flicks, you better find yourself some new co-hosts. Ah, screw you. I will. There's like a dozen women here who make great co-hosts. Um, miss, what year were you born in? 1990. That'll work. That's it. I'm off to get a lapper. Good luck ruining the show. Chick flicks, huh? Aw, poor sweetie. You must be stuck in the 80s. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And this week, we discuss... Oh, God, do I really have to say this? Yes. Say it, say it, say it, say it. The top 10 chick flicks of the 80s. Yes! Yay! And who better to join me than uh, Vegas Girlfriend? Hello. And uh, my uh, my pod pal here, Stephanie Hayes. <laughs> pod pal? Is that like a pod person? <laughs> I know. Your just, spore mates or it something? It just slipped out. I'm sorry. Yeah. Biology class. So. Well, we are lucky to have this much, much estrogen in the room today. I know, it's I know. Great. No more sausage hang. Yeah, <laughs> now it's an ovary hang, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> an ovary <laughs> hang. Oh my. Oh shit. <laughs> Sean, help. No! Forget it. <laughs> okay, first of all, I mean, so we're doing chick flicks. So I got to yeah. know, yep. I mean, give me your definition of what is a chick flick. Uh, I think a chick flick needs to have good strong female characters that's the key you need somebody that women viewers can identify with whether it's a mother-daughter movie whether it's a group of chicks whether it's a romance there has to be somebody in the movie who you can say i could be her right and she could be me that's what i think i agree i agree i like having uh kind of strong female themes and women depending on each other not depending on a guy and all that kind of thing yep well let me ask you this okay so can a chick flick have a male as the lead character. No. So say anything cannot be a chick flick. Hmm. Or... I don't. I don't see that as much as a chick flick. No, because and plus, lots of people like that movie, guys too. Yeah, so. yeah. I think it kind of crosses the boundary, but it, it's, it's. I think there's a there's like a difference between a movie that's appealing to chicks and a movie that is a yes. total chick flick. Yes. Now, okay. So based on your definition, I'm willing to say, I'm going to stretch it here. I'm going to say the '80s were the ultimate decade for chick flicks. You guys going to agree with me on that? That's possible. You know, earlier when we were getting ready for the show, you mentioned, and I'm probably spoiling some bit later, but you mentioned Meg Ryan as being one of the top female chick flick stars ever. And she was primarily in the 90s. And so I think that that might make a good argument for the 90s being a stronger chick flick year. That's possible. And my favorite chick flick is in the 90s. Wow. So, But then there's nothing good about the 90s. You, well, you, you take know. your spin doctors and leave, as far as you're concerned. <laughs> if you well, well, the, pe- the Pet Shop Boys and... had some wonderful albums in the 90s. Stop uh, it with the Pet Shop Boys. The, um, so Meg Ryan, we've, we've talked about whether or not she would be the ultimate chick flick chick. Yeah. Yeah, but that would be would. more. But that, and maybe she is. But maybe you're right because you got in Seattle. You got male. You got male. Kate and Leopold. Ugh. Oh wow. 
Uh, not because <laughs> I've seen done it. His There's research. a bad one. He's done his the, um, But those are all 90s. I think Kate Leopold's 2000. Yeah, that's yeah. the 2000s. The aughts. So the only... <laughs> so Meg Ryan, though, you would have her in uh, When Harry Met Sally. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And there's just some other ones that she's in that That's she pops true. in. Smaller, small, DOA, I think she's in with uh, mm. Dennis Quaid. Yeah, yeah. She's in that new movie, well, that remake of the classic, I believe it's 30s movie, The Women. Oh, I, used, I was in that play. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, when I used cool. to do community theater. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I played a nail tech named nail Olga. Tech. <laughs> oh, sweet. Yeah, that Maybe. was my version of a chick flick. The original film is cool. It is, yeah, it's very cool. The remake looks like... A gallstone of a film. Yes. Okay, next question. Does a guy win points with either of you for taking you to a chick flick? Yes. Yes. Funny story. Step out of the 80s for a second. <laughs> Sorry. We'll come right back. Just hold your balls. Um, <laughs> nice. We, my boyfriend took me to see Coyote Ugly, which I think came oh. out probably in 02 or 03 a while ago. And uh, he was all excited because when you watch the previews for Coyote Ugly, there was hey, all this boobies. TNA. It's like yeah. Tyra Banks dancing on the bar and like, you know, women like spraying each other with seltzer and half shirts. And, <laughs> Good Lord. And he's like, yeah, let's go see Coyote Ugly. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, yeah. So we go to see it. Total, total chick flick. Like really? sappiest chick flick ever. Not a guy f- movie at all. Like the TNA scene, it was like, you know, two minutes. Oh. And so I look over and he's like slumped in his chair, mouth agape, <laughs> like, what, what was False I just duped into? And we left and he was so mad that they, they tricked him into seeing a chick flick. But anyway, I was happy. I've end. seen Coyote Ugly. It's, it's, Do you agree? Yeah, it's a, it's an awful movie. It was yeah. a- Pebo. Uh, Piper Parabo. Oh, yeah. She plays Pebo <laughs> Bryson. Pebo Bryson. Same a thing. whole new world. I have no idea. <laughs> Either way, I didn't. In a half shirt. Either way, I didn't. Ooh, I'm yeah. feeling it. Pebo. Um, well, no, we had the same conversation about Flashdance. It's like you were thinking Flashdance was a chick film, and I said there's way too much TNA in Flashdance to make it a chick film. There's not that no, much. It's still a chick film. It's still a chick flick. I mean, you still have it's a really strong a female film. character, Cinderella story. I think yeah. it. So you're saying TNA automatically disqualifies it from being a chick flick. I think so. Really? But you gotta throw something in for the guys. Yeah, you have to have a a co-viewer, you know, you gotta throw him a bone. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna, like, sit around with my girlfriends, like, snuggling, you know? About the the only movie... Yeah, about the only female-female-only bonding movie that I can think about recently was probably the Sex and the City movie. No, no. Because, uh, I mean, I don't know. The Traveling Pants, <sighs> all those movies. Uh, yeah, yeah, Sisterhood. There's a lot of Sisterhood uh, movies out yes, there. Yes. I think that's another uh, type of chick flick. Yeah. You had to break it down. It's sort of like, you know, women power movie. Totally yeah. not just chick flick. Right. Now, so, so bringing up the next question, does a guy win or lose points if he cries during a chick flick that you're watching with him? Oh. I, see, I, we talked about this yesterday, and I said triple dog dare brownie points. Really? So, yeah. I you really so. like that? Yeah, I do. That's why I, I love Scare so much because he cries all the time. Because he's a big baby. I cried cry at the baby. end of Armageddon. Oh, <laughs> he does. He does. He was calling me on the phone. And he said, "I'm crying. What are you watching? Armageddon." I'm like, "Oh Jesus." See, I'm not a big. I'm not a big crier in movies. I don't. I don't know if I've ever cried a lot in a movie. I didn't cry in Titanic, and everyone was sobbing around me, and My I felt. I felt like I was heartless, and I should be crying. And so, I think if a guy did that, I, I would be like. What's your problem? You my, know, my problem is I usually only cry at cartoons for some cartoons. reason, and I cry at like Toy Story too. I'm blubbering, and I'll get weird. Yeah. Like sometimes, every now and then, I'll get triggered. Like there'll be like a Leapfrog learning pad commercial on, and it's like ah, or Hallmark. You yes, know? my friend Andrew cries <laughs> at Visa commercials. But yeah, yeah. As, as far as movies go, uh, I don't know. Now you've seen this week's top ten list. Yep, everyone's seen it. The viewers will hear it one by one and here in a minute. Of those ten movies, are there any ones that would make you cry, Stephanie? Did you cry during seeing it? You haven't seen... No, we've, not all of us have seen every one of these yeah. 10 movies. I'll admit no. that. No, I wouldn't cry for any of these. Vegas Girlfriend? Yes. Um, I don't think I cried at any of these. Like I said, they're not cartoons. They're not cartoons, so I can't cry. They're not cartoons or a Buffy episode, so I can't cry. I would you cry s- during Buffy? Yeah, I do. Oh. Well, and, and I rewatched them, and I still cried. Although Steve didn't. I was very disappointed in You him. cry at how bad the special effects are? No. <laughs> Anything involving Angel, and she's Anything a blubbering idiot. No, I don't know. Yeah. Back to the 80s, please. Sorry. God, you guys are killing me. Sorry. The, um, so here's the deal. We've got, we've got a, we've, we have, between the three of us, ranked our top 10 favorite chick flicks of the 80s um, based on that definition. For the most part, we've avoided movies that we've already covered in podcasts. Mm-hmm. So while 
When Harry Met Sally is a great movie and probably a chick flick, yes. maybe. It's not on this week's list, sadly, even though I think it should be. So we're going to go one by one and uh, unveil the, the sobbiness. Are you guys ready? <laughs> yes. yes. Number 10. From 1980, 9 to 5. Look, I've been straight with you from the first day I got here, and I put up with all your pinching and staring and chasing me around the desk because I need this job, but this is the last straw. All right, now wait. Let's, let's, let's just sit down and... Look, I got a gun out there in my purse, and up to now I've been forgiven and forgetting because of the way I was brought up, but I'll tell you one thing. If you ever say another word about me or make another indecent proposal, I'm going to get that gun of mine, and I'm going to change you from a rooster to a hen with one shot. Um, this is... Probably this might possibly be my favorite movie on the list. I, really? I I own it. I adore it. I love it. It. I mean, it's all about women getting getting even with their pig of a boss. Um, all about fighting sexism in the workplace. I actually, when I took, oh, was it the M? Not the MCAT. The G, um, not the MCAT. Not the GRE. The one to get into business school. The GMAT. Um which I ended up not going to business school, but that's okay. Um, I had to write an essay, and I actually wrote an essay about 9 to 5 that they you know, created this very progressive workplace wow. um, when the boss was gone. So, well, Stephanie, do you know the plot of 9 to 5? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Okay, well, I have an unnatural Dolly Parton obsession. I, don't, I love Dolly Parton. I love how campy she is and oh, how yeah. fabulous and how she embraces it all. Take- She's actually downstairs at my desk here at the... the uh, same times I have a mouse pad that's hot pink with Dolly Parton sitting on a car. It's Sweet. amazing. So I see her every day. Awesome. I love I love that woman. I, it takes would, a lot of money to look this cheap. I would argue that this movie is horrifically dated. Oh, oh how could you? It's, it, it, it describes a workplace that doesn't that most people can't relate to anymore. Well, it's important to remember where you came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a zero cry factor in it, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's got a big time laugh factor, though. Yeah, yeah chick movies. We're not, we don't. They don't have. I'm to. offended, Spears. We don't need to cry in all of our chick. <laughs> no, I'm movies. just saying it fails on that scale. But I will say this. No, I'll ask you this: Is this Dolly Parton's best film of the '80s? I think it is. Uh, ooh, I don't know. We got another one. She, yeah, from her there's on the another list one on here. this list. She is tough. She actually, of the three female characters, she keeps her head the best out of the three. I think. Jane Fonda wrote in her uh, in her autobiography that Dolly Parton. Learned, memorized the entire script because it was her first movie. She yes. memorized the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, and she, she sang the theme song. And she didn't know that she only had to learn her lines. Yeah. And she also didn't know they wouldn't shoot it in order. So oh. it was like this really sweet naivete from yeah. Dolly. So adorable. Yeah. She does sing the theme song. And I got to admit, of, of any song that we're going to talk about today, because a lot of these movies have a song that it, you identify with them, yes. I probably like Nine to Five be- the best. Well, the song's all about yeah, the man keeping it down. You know? That's right. <laughs> Wow. It takes your idea. That's not why I like it. Yeah. But does anyone remember the TV show that aired after the movie? I do. There was a, t- a TV show ran from uh, 1982 1983, and then again in 86 to 88 um, on ABC, mm-hmm. and uh, featured Par- Dolly Parton's younger sister Rachel in, uh, and, and uh, Parton's role. Didn't do too well. No. No. But 85 episodes, hey. What, God, was it on that long? 85. That's quite a few. Lordy. Rumor has it that um, the three of them have agreed on the idea of doing a sequel, sequel yeah. but um, and that it would be based in current times. Right, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just a matter of getting a script that well, would work. I don't know. Didn't they say they were having problems getting Dabney Coleman for a sequel? Because you can't do it without Franklin Hart. Oh, you could write him out if you had to. Oh, speaking right. of Dabney Coleman, I would argue. Would you say this is his now? He's got a ton of movies in the eighties. He's Mister Eighties. <laughs> is he? Is this his best movie? I'm again, glancing at the list. I do love The Muppets Take Manhattan. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but he's not in true. it very much, so. Does it matter? I'm going to go with Modern Problems as oh, my favorite dad, my da- favorite Dabney Coleman Steve, movie. that movie blows. No. <laughs> the Man with One Red Shoe. Another one that's very sacred to me. Cloak and Dagger. It is? No, not that one. I don't even know you. <laughs> if you want to ride home, you better learn to know me. <laughs> I'll take you home. In the biblical sense. Thank you, Stephanie. You're welcome. Number from 1989, Shirley Valentine. Funny, isn't it? You know, when you've pictured something, when you've imagined how something's going to be, well, it never turns out like that, does it? I mean, for weeks, I've pictured myself sitting here. Sitting here, drinking wine by the sea, and, and I knew exactly how I was going to feel. Now I'm here, it doesn't feel a bit like that. 
I don't feel at all lovely and serene. I feel pretty daft, actually. And awfully, awfully old. I, I have to admit I don't know this. I actually picked this one because I I like using the podcast as a way of getting my tastes across. Um, I love this movie. It's very underrated. It's a play, right? It used to, it was started out as a play, and then the woman who played Shirley Valentine, Pauline Collins, in the play played her in the movie also. And it's kind of about this housewife who's kind of fed up with you know making breakfast and stuff for her husband. So she decides to go to Greece by herself over the summer and have a tart affair, and it's wonderful. It's very funny too. I, it's an English movie, right? Yes. Yeah, I, she's English. Yeah. and um, So is the humor kind of different? Is it that British humor? Mm, maybe a little bit. Yeah. I've seen like half of it. Doesn't she talk to the camera most of the time? Yeah, she breaks the yeah. fourth wall. Fourth wall. Yeah, fourth wall. <laughs> I'm telling you what Sean Daly does every day. <laughs> he breaks the fifth wall. Yeah. The, um, I like Shirley Valentine. I've seen, I've seen like bits and pieces of it, so I think I know the whole plot. There's, it doesn't really go. Whole, it's real simple. It's a simple yeah. story. There's nothing too extravagant. There's nothing too cliche other than, you know, Runaway to Greece is a little cliche. Honestly, in a way, without the whole having an affair with Tom Conti. Tom Conti? Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the female version of City Slickers. Like, she just needs to, like, get away for a while and just have some fun. How does it end? Does she go back to her husband? Yeah, she does go back to her husband. Hope I didn't spoil the ending. <laughs> um, now I never need to see it. Yes. <laughs> oh, Do you own this? You have this, I bet, don't you? I don't, actually. I should, though. If I can get it for, you know, 10 bucks at Target, I'll get it. $10? Or, you okay. pay $10 you for know, Shirley Valentine's? Well, you know, my rule is I don't pay $10, more than $10 for a DVD ever anymore. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, we just got a Blu-ray p- player for Christmas, and oh, they're Lord. like, oh, yeah, they're expensive. expensive. Yeah, one of my friends got one it too. looks great, though. <laughs> what DVDs so did you get? Did you get any DVDs with it? Yeah, we got Iron Man, Dark Knight, and um, and uh, shoot, Tropic Thunder. No Tron. No, no Tron. Tron. <laughs> I when I get you. it, I'll invite you over, though. Yeah, that's my ultimate chick flick. Tron. <laughs> More like a drive the crack. chicks away flick. <laughs> On with the list. Number eight. From 1985, Desperately Seeking Susan. Susan, my wife has just been picked up on the Lower East Side, escaping from her gun-toting pimp. He's not a pimp. He's not a pimp. He's not a pimp. The bad news is that he's probably going to kill her because he thinks she's me. What? Did you ever read this? She kept a diary. It's great stuff. Couldn't sleep. Went into kitchen. Gary came in. Turned on light. Gary left. Finished birthday cake. Pages of it. It's got to be a cover. Nobody's life could be this boring. There was a time in life when this was on VH1 like every All weekend. Yeah, this and Rocky Horror Picture Show. Steve has never seen Rocky Horror Picture no, Show, by the way. I, am, I do own that one, and I'm so bringing it on my next Do we have month. to wait till midnight to watch it? It's more fun to watch yeah. it at night. It's I not guess. a daytime kind of movie. Yes. When Your you laundry, it? not hers. Oh, okay. Now, well, do you, I remember Rocky this. Rocky Horror, not necessarily. <laughs> Desperate Seeking Susan, obviously with Madonna, came out in 1985, the year I graduated high school, from Countryside High School, represent Cougars. Which, I, fi- which I finally got to drive past yesterday. Yeah, Did I you drove know by- that we both went there, Steve Oh, and I? that's right. You, yeah. got, you went there, too. I yeah, forgot. I drove by, and she's kind of like, hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a big brick building. It's not really yeah, it looks like it, look, it looks like a jail. I said, wow, look, a high school with palm trees. That's so bizarre. Yeah. yeah. But I remember when this came out, and everybody went to see this in the theaters. Oh, yeah. This was a big one. I mean, mm-hmm. this is before people real before people knew that Madonna couldn't act. <laughs> well, she basically plays herself. That's why she's good in it. I know she's just stuck with playing herself in yeah, future roles. Much. But unfortunately, she no playing us with, no playing missionaries. No, yeah, no Shanghai surprise. No, who's that girl? No, no Vita. Well. She wasn't too bad. Ugh, but, she tries too hard in Vita. That's her main problem. She but, needs to loosen up. I mean, this is an unusual pick for the list. I don't, is this? I guess it has to be because of the Rosanna Arquette character. Yes. Is actually, she's the main character. Right. And but she was billed as a supporting actress, wasn't she? she wasn't might, that a she, controversy? Like, Madonna got the top billing even though she wasn't in it nearly well, as much. Well, Madonna was more famous. Right, I mean, right. It was like star vehicle for Madonna. But Roberta, Rosanna Arquette's character, mm-hmm. is the main character in the movie. Yep. And I actually, that was one thing. When, when my ex and I went to Manhattan, I'm like, I have to go to, was it Love Saves the Day? Is the boutique that she buys the pyramid jacket in. So I yeah. did get to go, and it is a very cool store. Yeah. Um, but I wish Daly was here because we could ask him, who would you rather, Rosanna Arquette or Madonna? We can ask him tonight. Who would you, what would you think Sean would pick between the two of Madonna, those? Madonna. Really? No, no, I think he'd pick, I think think he'd pick, pick Arquette. 
But really? Madonna has the dirty girl thing going. Well, exactly. A that's more. that's why. I think she would scare him though. Okay, now okay, let's let's be careful about this. Madonna now or Madonna in nineteen eighty five. Oh, that's true. It have to be Madonna. I think I think I'm thinking Madonna now and how yeah, like, Madonna she would just now like a little scary. <laughs> like stab any man who breathed the wrong way around her, you know. Except A Rod. Who would you rather? Yeah, Steve, who would you rather? I, well, he hates Madonna. So no, you know, I, I, get a, I get a bad rap for hating Madonna, and I write about it all the time on the blog how much I hate her now. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I loved her then. Okay. I, and actually, I thought Aiden Quinn was really hot in this movie. Aiden Quinn is... As, oh, no, he wasn't... Was he Des? I think he yeah, he's Des. He's great. Aiden Quinn Aiden doesn't make bad movies. And he saves this oh, movie. Oh, you have to be so... You say that about Max von Sydow and about... <laughs> was it James Woods? And Andrew Dice Clay. And Andrew, yeah, you really need to be <laughs> yeah, careful when you say stuff like that. I'm the king of hyperbole. Yes, you are. <laughs> but no, Aiden Quinn is, is great. The um, So who would you do? You didn't, you're didn't. you skirting yeah, the question. That's true. I guess if, God, if I have a chance to... I, I'm going to pick Madonna. Okay. Wow. Circa 1985. Yeah. yeah. Big eyebrows, Madonna. Big eyebrows, Madonna. Oh, uh, look at mine. I mean, come on. <laughs> Yeah, I, Rosanna, I never, I never found Rosanna Arquette attractive. Huh. I think she looks, um, she looks a little. It looks like odd. Her, fa- her face has been pulled apart. It's just like <laughs> it's, it's, she's a caricature, caricature of herself or something. It's it's bizarre. Um, no, I don't, I don't, I've never liked her. I think she's I don't in the Arquette like, family, right? The David Arquette, yeah, and David, Alexis yeah. Arquette. Yeah. I don't like her. I don't like her. Period. I don't. I don't like her as an actress. I don't like her as a as a sex object or anything. I don't know why. I feel bad. I mean, <laughs> you I feel like a, I should like you her. give her a pity screw, right? <laughs> well, you said it, not me. <laughs> I would actually go as far as say the soundtrack to this is probably more famous now than the movie itself. Uh, Get into the groove. Yeah, into, into the groove. That's a song that I don't believe. I don't understand why more people don't cover that song today. I do like that song because that would be a good catchy. song. You could you could slow that song down. You could yeah, speed yeah. it up. Yeah. You could do anything. Fuzz it out. Yeah. Yeah. Your band, Super Secret Best Friends, they should really look into it. Wheels are turning. We just um, our last show we played a cover of uh, I think we're alone now. Oh good lord, Tiffany. <laughs> yep. Um, who wrote that song originally? Uh, I always forget. Wouldn't it be those Beatles? The Beatles. <laughs> the Beatles do, I think. No, well, no I don't think so. No, it was some random group in the. 60s, oh, it, well, it was. Oh no, I'm thinking of something else. Sorry. Oh great. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> sullied your reputation to the entire '80s nation. Oh, no. My reputation's plenty sullied already. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven from 1989. Oh God, please don't make me say this again. Heather's. Lick it up, baby. <laughs> Lick it up. You a Heather? No. I'm a Veronica. Sawyer. This may seem like a really stupid question. And there are no stupid questions. You inherit five million dollars the same day aliens land on the Earth and say they're going to blow it up in two days. What do you do? That's the stupidest question I've ever heard. Why do we have to put this on the list? Because it's total like female empowerment in high school. Mm. It's a great movie. It's you know Finn and Sawyer, Betty and Veronica. Come on, man. Now right? we did a podcast on this movie, and that should have sufficed. It was one of the. It was the first really bad podcast that we ever did. Oh, and no. you're gonna blame you Heather's? Did, you did plenty more bad podcasts. Before no, I'm Heather's. saying it's the first before <laughs> Heather's. Oh yeah. I still say that Duran Duran podcast. You that was after was Heather's. Terrible. That was after. Are that. you sure? Pretty sure. Because the first Heather's podcast was you, Gina, and Kathy. Yeah, and Gina was gone by show twenty-five. Okay. So and um, Duran Duran was after that, I think. Uh, but, well, uh, still, don't blame the movie on your lousy podcast. I have, yeah, I can't sit through I it. Understand. I fall asleep every time. I don't. You fall asleep in Heather's? Yeah, he falls asleep for lots of things. It's called apnea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. The um, I don't get it. I, I I blame I blame it on the time period. Okay, nineteen eighty nine. You were too old. I was a senior in college, and the last thing I want to do is see a black comedy about high school see, with Winona Ryder. In it. I was sixteen in nineteen eighty nine, so that movie was so perfect for me. And I was basically Betty Finn in high school. So, but I think it's smart. Like I think it's uh, I don't know. In the same way, we were talking earlier about Mean Girls and how yeah. you think it's like Heather's Light, which I would probably agree with. But yeah. I think Mean Girls, it's a high school movie. It appeals mm-hmm. to teenagers, but it's so smart that it also, yeah. you can watch it as an adult and still enjoy it. I think Heather's is yeah. the same way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. I just You lose. You're done. You're outnumbered. Get out. But there's, we brought it up on the blog this week, and we asked people, you know, should Heather's be included? And a lot of people said no, because it involves death. There's, there's a death what? scene there, so there shouldn't be any. There's deaths in beaches. There's deaths in still yeah. magnolias. There's deaths on half the movies in this list. 
Everyone dies. Yeah. Murder, though. These, it's a murder in this. Oh. Multiple murders. But well, it's tongue-in-cheek. It's dark. It's funny. Okay, and here's another thing that I discussed with you earlier today. It's the story of a girl that does something stupid for a guy. Hmm. And how she has to kind of, like, make it better. Mm-hmm. That never happens. So. Yeah. <laughs> I have stories to tell Whatever, you. Dude. Oh, God. Stop it. Ready for the next one? Yes. Please save me with this one. Number six. 1988's Working Girl. I've been looking for you. I can't. What's your name? No, no names. No business cards. No, you must know so-and-so. What is this? No resumes. Let's just meet like human beings. For once. Well, it's nice to meet you, whatever your name is, but I really do have to go. Please. Please. One drink. Okay, one drink, but I'm buying. Okay, but it's an open bar. Man, there's some big ass hair in this movie. But you know what? This is before Melanie Griffith's lips got out of control. Yes. They were normal sized. Amazing. I know, which helps <laughs> balance out the hair, I think. That's true. Actually, it's one of the few Joan Cusack movies without John Cusack, too. Oh, true. I, you sure he's not in there? I think it's some bit role. I mean, really? they really they find a way to stick those two together. Even if it's just some goofball role where he plays like a bicycle messenger, they'll shove him in there just to just to say, "Hey, we got to, the Cusacks. We got them both in there." But 1988, and by 1988, Cusack would have been a pretty big star, so maybe they yeah. couldn't afford him for maybe. a bit role. But but they, but they got Han Solo. Hi, yeah, man. Harrison Ford. He is. He's, he's that's before he got like really old. Oh, he's so <laughs> old now. <laughs> I know. And he has an earring. It's like he's trying. Oh, and it's, next, uh, next comes the ponytail and the red Corvette. I know. Twenty-year-old girlfriend. So back had, in the day. So you back have to. Pay, so, so I can. Here's a final. I can do a. I can finally do a. Who would you, who would you rather? rather? Ready? Yeah. Harrison Ford uh-huh. or Alec Baldwin? Ford. What what time period are we talking here? Well, t- nineteen. If you go back to the sixties, yeah. I do Peter O'Toole, uh, but not now. <laughs> no, no, those two people. Ew, no, ew. <laughs> Alec Baldwin or Harrison Ford, circa nineteen eighty-eight. Harrison Ford. Now Alec Baldwin. Probably Harrison Ford. Baldwin got kind of fat, so I don't. He's know. a little fat, but can, he's can still. I, can I pick like Johnny Depp or something? No, you <laughs> have to pick those. One of those two people. That's the okay. whole you're, you're missing the whole the concept of who would you rather? I guess 1985. I'd pick Harrison Ford. I do like Alec Baldwin though, because I think he beat Kim Basinger. So I open it up and say, "There's two other. This has got probably one of the best overall casts of any chick flick that we're going to talk yeah. about today, because you've got." Uh, Melanie Griffith, Harrison Ford, Sigourney Weaver. Yes, get your bony ass out of here. And if you ask me, who would I rather between Melanie Griffith or Sigourney Weaver? Mel- Melanie Griffith. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Back really? then. If you could throw in Joan Cusack, I would still go with Melanie Griffith. Why? I'm surprised at you. Why? She was a cute were, girl. She's I, cute. I, I she had red you hair. For the whole Sigourney Weaver thing. Oh, no. she's creepy. And didn't you uh, realize I'm going to look like that in ten years? <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> you know how earlier I said uh, Into the Groove might have had the best song, or was it Nine to Five might have had the best song of mm-hmm. any chick flick? Mm-hmm. I'm going to officially revoke that now. Okay. And I'm going to say that Carly Simon's Let, "Let the, the River, River Run," Run. <laughs> which uh, won the Academy Award for Best Song that year. I'm going to say that is now the best chick flick song of all time. See, when I think of good Carly Simon movie songs, I think of Nobody Does It Better because God, that's an awesome song. Um, Sean hated that one. Well, Sean can jam it. All right, he's really a lousy music. <laughs> he really <isn't> is. <laughs> it's not nice to talk about him when he can't defend himself. Oh, well, he can't defend we'll himself be... if you're here. That's <laughs> true. But no, let the, let the river run. I would say by far. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if I revoke it again. Number five from 1988. Beaches. Jealousy. What am I jealous of? Your insane ambition? No, no. It must be your new money. No, I. I'm jealous of your marriage of convenience. That must be it. My what? Aren't you afraid you got him by default? Maybe I am. But at least I belong to myself, which is more than I can say for you. I'm doing what I set out to do, remember? I'm living the life you didn't have the courage for. So don't give me you're not jealous. You're so jealous you can hardly breathe. Did you ever know? Oh God! Please no. Can I go? Can I? Can we get this over with right now? Yes. I'm going to maintain that this is the cheesiest song of the entire '80s. Certainly the cheesiest ballad. Please show me some love and back me up. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I'll agree with you. There. Do you know our security guard here at the office likes to sing this? James. Really? He loves to sing. Every time you walk out, he's singing. One night oh I was like, "Good night, God. James," and then he's like, "Did you?" <laughs> 
great. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you he's my some, favorite. You have some colorful people working we here. Do, we do. Now, I gotta know this. How can you watch this movie and not cry? Because I just... It's not a cartoon, I told you. <laughs> it's It's gotta be... It's definitely one of the saddest movies you'll see. Oh, yes? No? Okay, I, I will admit, I cried at leaving Las Vegas. Now that's a sad oh. movie. No. Yes. Nicolas Cage is my hero in Leaving Las Vegas. Ugh. Oh, God. That's Drinks so- himself to death and gets to plug Elizabeth's shoe. Well, yeah, Gross. there is something to be said for that. Yeah. This uh, movie features a young Mayim Bialik who would go on yes. to be... Blossom. Very nice. It also features your favorite, Spalding Gray. I do. I forgot he was in this. I love him so much. Lady so Kazan sad. is in this one. And it's got a, John Hurd plays my favorite role. I always try to look for the, the, the sympathetic male character in any yes. chick, chick flick. Yes. And then I hold on to him okay. through the movie. And I'm just like, you as are long, the sympathetic male as character. As long as, yeah, I like to yeah. be the sympathetic character on this podcast. Yes. Because yes. yeah. it's not daily. Yeah. No. And um, in, 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 in uh, Thelma and Louise, you would be Harvey Keitel. Wow. Really? <laughs> yes. That's kind of cool in a way. Yeah, I know. Steve so proud as a peacock. Right I would now. really like to be Harvey Keitel in any movie. He <laughs> not bad, Lieutenant. Please. No, maybe not. But um, John Hurd plays the what the first husband for Bette Midler, the one who kind of helps okay. her acting career. And oh. I feel really bad for that guy. Yeah. And so I hold on to that, and that's the only thing that gets me through this movie. That that's okay. Otherwise, you're a blubbering fool. Uh, yes. uh, hold me, Sean. I, I just. <laughs> If he swore you, he would never say that to you. <laughs> I got all your secrets. Yeah, I, I just you the, my the other eighties connection I was thinking about this is when Bette Midler was not a cheesy singer when she was like a cool singer singing in gay bathhouses yeah, and stuff. Yeah, on the yeah. piano with Barry Manilow. Ah, her I know. boobs flying everywhere, exactly, no bra. Exactly. God, the hot slinger. Um <laughs> Lord. Katie Seagal, who played one of my favorite eighties actresses, Peg Bundy oh, on yeah. Married with Children, was one of the Harlettes, which was one of Bette Midler's backup singers. Mm. Nice. Yes. Yeah, Bette Midler is pretty badass in the along Back the lines the of day. Dolly Parton, I think. Back in the day. Yeah. If you yeah, you could almost argue that she had if I mean I don't know if you can consider Somebody's trying to make a case that big business should be considered a chick flick. That was movie. me. Was it? Yeah, yeah I love really big think? business. Yeah, it's is cute. it chick flick? It's cute. I don't think it, it. It probably doesn't top these movies that we have here, but I like. I think it's definitely a chick flick. I've seen. What it. else is it? Is that a guy flick? No. No. It should be a straight comedy. I, I just call it a comedy. There's no romantic. Com- there's no romance in it, is there? Yeah, uh, there's some. Romance. I haven't seen it in so long. I haven't. I, I yeah, they the switcheroo partners. Remember. <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> It's a, really? it's a wacky twin mix-up. <laughs> oh, is, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Lily Tomlin. Yeah, I like yeah. that movie. I don't know. Yeah, it's fun. It's I mean, cute. Ben Miller just cranked him out in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, really Ruthless did. People. and uh, Ruthless yeah. People is, is one of those great ones. Ruthless I, People is You can never see that enough times. Oh, yeah. But um, but so we're all agreed. Wind Beneath My Wings. Yes, pretty much intolerable. Yep. How much you want to bet we hear it again before the podcast oh. is over? Oh. Number four. 1983 gives us the terms of endearment. I know you like me. I know it. For the last year or two, you've been pretending like you hate me. I love you very much. I love you as much as I love anybody. As much as I love myself. And in a few years, when I haven't been around to be on your tail about something or irritating you, you're going to remember... You remember that time that I bought you the baseball glove when you thought we were too broke? You know? Or when I, I read you those stories? Or when I, I let you goof off instead of mowing the lawn? Lots of things like that. And you're going to realize that you love me. I really like this movie a lot. It's got a great... Okay, you know, you're talking a great cast. This one's got a great cast. Man. This one... Okay, I will, I will revoke my previous thing that... Was it Working Girls that I said a great yes. cast? Yep. This is better. Shirley MacLaine, Deborah Winger, Jack Nicholson, Danny DeVito, DeVito, Jeff Daniels, and John Lithgow. Yeah, that's pretty hard to beat. But uh, I remember seeing this with my girlfriend. And, Which uh, one? There's so many. Oh, God. What was the nickname we have for her? Lasagna Girl? Not Lasagna Girl. Um, 1983. Alisa? Bologna Alisa. There's no, <laughs> there's no nickname for it. It's just Alisa. I saw this with Alisa, okay. and I became a blubbering idiot. Really? And it won me zero points. In well, fact, it pretty much I think directly... it depends on the girl. It really does. Yeah. yeah. What she you tell not... me about Elisa, she doesn't seem like the sentimental type. No. Uh-oh. But, um... <laughs> Pig heart in a box. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, the ending of this kills me every time. This, yeah. would, this would fall into uh, one of the subsets of the chick flick genre of the mother-daughter Mother-daughter movie. chick flick, yes. Mother-daughter dying... 
movie. Yeah. Did anybody see the sequel, the 1996 uh, sequel of The Evening Star? I did not even mm. know this existed. It mm. came out. Did you see it, Steph? Nope. I didn't see it either. I have no idea what's. I know it tanked big time. Shoot, you know what? This actually makes me think of another movie that I should have included, and I can't remember the name of it. It has Shirley MacLaine and Anne Bancroft. I love Anne Bancroft. I was so bummed when she died. And it's a ballet movie. It's got Brishnikov in it, and I cannot remember the name of it, and it's a total chick movie. It's really good. I can't imagine with what you just described. I know. Is it the 80s? I think so. I think so. The 80s nation will respond. Yes, they yeah. will. Ah, by the sound of the tone, it must be time for Reader Mailbag. Hey, with Sean Daly, laid up with a groin injury, I'm going to ask a yeah. Vegas girlfriend to read this week's letter, which is from Billy Shakes in Istanbul. All righty. Dear Spearsy and Sean, I had a stuck-in-the-80s moment last week when I visited Tunisia. We were driving through the Sahara Desert on this pipeline access road. The thing hardly shows on the map as nothing more than a dashed line. We had already gone through some good 80s power ballad mixes, Queen's A Kind of Magic, and other 80s treasures, but it was made classic when we put in Journey's Greatest Hits. From the opening chords of Only the Young all the way through the final strains of Be Good to Yourself, we were singing along like it was 1982. The only thing missing was the re-recorded version of Stone and Love that shows up on Revelation. Seriously, I know you guys would agree. What were they thinking not including Stone and Love on their greatest hits? Anyway, I knew as I sat riding shotgun, programming the tunage, the tunage for this road trip, that I was a musical maestro. I had crafted the perfect moment, and I knew then that as soon as I returned, I would be sending you guys a note to tell you all about. Keep rocking the 80s into 2009. Billy Shakes in Istanbul. Oh, you love the journey. Not Constantinople. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Couldn't resist. You love the journey, <laughs> nice don't you, Vegas girlfriend? Uh, yeah. Yeah, whatever. No. <laughs> not a journey fan? No. Really, no. 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 Sadly no. not. No. Hey, send us your emails to stuckneeds at tempe.com. And next week, Sean will read it for you. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. Hey, it's the weekly segment where I play a piece of a movie from the 80s, and if you can name it. Well, Funyuns, maybe? I have a few bumper stickers. I have some refrigerator magnets. Um, no more point. munchos. Send them your love. Yeah, Sean ate them all. Sean ate a lot of munchos. And uh, I've been gone vacation for the last week, and I came back to find just muncho bags littering my cubicle. Empty bags? Yeah. Massacre. Good he Lord. eats them and then leaves the bag behind <laughs> to taunt me. Son of a bitch. Jeez, oh, Pete. Speaking of which, pay attention. Here was last week's mystery clip. My sow, she is a maiden passing Polly Wally Doodle all the day. Yes, that's SOB with Julie Andrews. One of the top 10 topless scenes of the 80s. Yeah, I can't wait to do that as a podcast someday. <laughs> we actually went through them the other night. Topless scenes of the 80s? Yeah. Yes. That would be yes. a good podcast. Yeah. yeah. It troubles it so visual. That's true. So That yeah. might have to be a, like a movie commentary where you clip them all together. Oh, Lord. And then have visual reactions to the scenes. <laughs> that's when we take the podcast independent and we can yes. say, yeah, you say can whatever we want. We can God. do other... I remember being really disappointed when they when she flashed him because I'm like, I've never actually seen Sob. I'm not a big Blake Edwards fan. Really, so, it's yeah. it's um, it's not a great movie. It's, um, it's Blake Edwards movie. I like Blake Edwards, but you see him, you're just like you feel dirty. <laughs> it's Julie like, no, Andrews. Nobody should be looking, Nobody should be seeing Julie Andrews tatas. No, period. But you kind of like it. Because it's kind of dirty. It wasn't one of those I feel funny down there kind of moments. It was a. That's what I look for when I think of topless scenes. I want Phoebe yes. Cates. Or you know, Jamie Lee Curtis. Or Jamie Lee Curtis. I, I want to feel, feel a tingle. I didn't feel a tingle. I just felt like. Nausea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, they weren't bad, were they? It's small. Oh, well. Good but, things come in small packages. Yeah. That's what I told you when we met, right? Oh, shut up. <laughs> um, some of the winners from last week include J Dub, Rob Bass from Chicago, Derek Benson, and Bass, Bass Note. Note. We love them. Pay attention. Here's this week's Mystery Movie Moment clip. This frigging game is wrecking my life. Any guesses? Not a one. Mm-mm. Damn straight. If you know it, email us at stuckinthesatempe.com because only the Vegas girlfriend can call you. Oh, wiener. Nicely done. <laughs> ah, the mystical refrain of Name That 80s Tune. Hey, signature event here on the podcast. Time to listen to a clip of music from the 80s. And if you can get it right, again, we really have jack shit for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't. 
I just uh, someday we. You, you got to start getting more aggressive about getting some swag. Yep. In here. I know. I, I'm, busy, I'm a busy man. Work your magic. I got to get to bed by nine every night. God, I know. Even when I'm here, Gramps. <laughs> Sorry, I'm the oldest one here by like twenty years, right? Uh, try six. <laughs> Pay attention. Here was last week's mystery tune. Yeah, Sheila, take a bow by the Smiths. Sheila, take a Sheila, take a bow. Boot the grime of this world in the clutch still. And don't go home tonight. Come out and find the one that you love and who loves you. Well, I was reading Steve's email, as I often do oh, when wow. I'm in town, because, you know, I got to keep my eye on him at all times. He and is quite the philanderer. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. He's just a popular dude. And uh, the lovely Kathy Was emailed you and said she will be coming into town at the end of this month. That's awesome. uh, I think that you should do a Smith, the the long lamented Smiths podcast. With her? With her. I'm going to ask her. Definitely got to get her back in here, right? Yeah, definitely. If she's she's a big Smiths fan, I can't remember. I think she is. Oh, yeah. Because I think that was one of the ones she wanted to do before she left. She wanted to do Smith slash Morrissey. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so we'll do do that that. because Sean refuses. Yeah, and Kathy knows way more about Smith than I do. Yeah. I know she does. So I, know, I like know next to nothing. Yeah, and I know not much more than that. But I, have, I just like I have the greatest lot, CD, so. the greatest hits CD, and that yeah. is it. Yeah. And, Sad to say. And I listen to um, How Soon Is Now really loud in my car sometimes. Yeah, well, we shouldn't. <laughs> Some of the winners from last week include Tony Green, Special K, and Rob Oliver, who writes, I have to take exception to Sean Daly's opinion of the Smiths. Sadly, he takes the oh-so-familiar role of painting the Smiths with the most broadest of brushes and calling them depressing and sad. Although Morrissey did most of the master strokes for painting that picture, you also have to take many of their songs as tongue-in-cheek. Yes, they have quite a few depressing song titles, but most of their true real fans know they were just poking fun at themselves. I mean, God, how can you take Girlfriend in a Coma seriously? I mean, come on. <laughs> Again, Sean's not here to defend himself. Yeah. No. And we like it that way. Let's lay it on. <laughs> Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. That would be Wind Beneath My Things. <laughs> oh. The Sean Daly story. <laughs> Damn, you are on today, yeah. girl. <laughs> Nicely done. Thank you. Nicely played. Oh. As always, if you know it, email us at stuckin80s at tempe.com because Stephanie Hayes would like to call you a sausage. Hi, this is Clark in Tampa, Florida. Until it's stylish again for women to wear big hair, lace gloves, lots of bracelets, and Ray-Ban sunglasses, I guess I remain stuck in the 80s. All right, Clark from Tampa, finally a local fan. All right. right. You love the lace gloves, don't you, Vegas girlfriend? Uh, I like, I don't know about the lace gloves, but I I do miss, well, we will be watching Purple Rain this evening, and God, I love the fashions in that movie. Yeah. Have you done a fashion show? We did um, a long time ago. A really, it's like yeah. it's like episode. We might want to redo that one. Episode yeah. That's a seven, and it's Gina and you. talking to one of her friends who works who at a, owned a boutique or something, she, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, on Central Avenue in St. Petersburg, and I, it's just you hear me like for about uh, three. Yeah, and <laughs> likewise, if we do no. it again, that's about as much as you'll hear from me. Yeah, I think maybe I not. think maybe when I come back, me and stuff, and she do fashion. Yeah, again. another girl show going. Yeah. I'll just produce it. Okay. I'll just sit in here with hot pants on as usual. Sexy. Nothing new. You ready for the top three, guys? Yep, let's do it. Uh-huh. Okay, finally, the top three chick flicks of the 80s. Number three. From 1987, Dirty Dancing. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Hooray. I have a very embarrassing story to tell about Dirty Dancing. Ooh. But I love the 80s nation, so I will... Humiliate myself because that's what the show is all about—is humiliating it. ourselves. Um, I was what fourteen when this movie came out, so you know, not the greatest taste in movies at that point in my life. And I love this movie. I went to see it with my dad, and my dad loves it too because my dad loves sappy crap like this. And um, there was a Dirty Dancing concert tour, and my dad and I went to it. And I actually had a Kellerman's T-shirt that I bought. Oh my god, and oh, wasn't that god. awful? <laughs> that's awful. That's great. <laughs> There was a tour? Yeah. They did like, they had uh, Bill Medley and Jennifer Warrens and some other people from the oh soundtrack. And, yeah. And they had, it was, 
That's fabulous. What did they do? Did they come out and like recreate all the dance moves from? Yeah, yeah. Some they did the lift. The big lift. They did the lift. They oh, did do geez. the lift. Oh yep. goodness! So embarrassing. Is it Sean who has never seen this movie? Well, Sean's yeah. never seen it, and yeah. we talked about doing an audio commentary yeah. for it, and it might still maybe happen n- next time. Maybe yeah. it is. I mean, you know, and you know why it would be such a great commentary? Because he's never seen it. No, um, it it remains. I think one of the best-selling DVTs of all time. Seriously? It sells about a million a year. Yeah. To, even today, wow. it sells a million a year. That's I got a fresh copy of it last year from somebody as a gift. Well, because the, the the 20-year anniversary yeah. was last oh, year. Okay. But yeah. you can always find it everywhere, and it's like always a good $10. deal, and <laughs> everyone kind of loves it. So it's one of those, like, if you don't have, you just, oh, I'll pick this up, you know. Yeah. It's 10 bucks, who cares? Yeah. yeah. I'm, a, I'm on the record. I think I saw it in the theaters. I'm, I hope I saw it on a date, because I hope I got something out of it. <laughs> but I think it's one of the most garbage flicks it's, no. of the 80s. Not, not. I mean, and it, whole, and it all boils down to Patrick Swayze. Because is he a tough guy? Is he a wuss? Then he's a tough guy. He's like Angel from Buffy. It's like make up he your mind. He has many layers. Stop. He's multifaceted. <laughs> he has right. two layers. <laughs> he has two layers. <laughs> Soft and hard. I, guess. I don't know. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like the music. I mean, A, it's no 80s music except for the one song. Um, well, I, I, okay, I hate to admit it. I think you guys put this on like one of your worst songs ever. I really like the song You Don't Know Me by the Blue Monkeys. <laughs> Is that from this? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's an old song, but the Blow Monkeys redid it, and I really. Oh, if you were going to tell me that you like, she's like the wind. I was going to. No, 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 no. <laughs> I used to have this cassette tape uh, that I, I would listen to when I was little, the Dirty Dancing song. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I still have it on cassette tape. Yeah, yeah. Did anybody see the prequel that they made? Uh, Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. No, oh, no, no, no. You I, what? I have not. Oh, good. I thought you said I have it. I was going to say. No, I don't have it. <laughs> I own Please it. drop the headphones and not leave that them. That would be hard <laughs> to believe, but I don't have it. The um, no. one of the the world's most famous uh, movie critics, one that you um, Vegas girlfriend admire so much. Yes, Roger Ebert. Yes, um, did not give this the best review. Mm. That's so not. That's why I like him. He gave it, uh, even though Gene Siskel gave it a marginal thumbs up because mm. he liked marginal Jennifer Grey's. Gene, Gene Siskel did have a brain tumor too. So. Uh, not not oh. in 1970. Didn't that's God me. rest his soul. <laughs> God Gene rest Siskel soul. gave it a marginal thumbs up because he liked mm. Jennifer Grey, but no. Roger Ebert gave it a thumbs down due to its quote idiotic <laughs> plot, calling it a quote tired and relentlessly predictable story of love between kids from different backgrounds but that's, that's why that's why it's so massively appealing though it's because it's, it's that same old story that we all f- go to that's true you know actually how it worked better hmm. do it as a stage pro- did it ever get turned into a stage production because it would be- i'm sure it I will eventually it, since broadway's has. completely out of new ideas yeah so. yeah it has or it's going to be or something i've heard I think that that, yeah, I, think that I, I could buy it as because the, the, the hammy acting mm. the goofball lines the choreography that to me says stage production it doesn't say movie oh so there's more well we'll get you some tickets when it's on broadway oh god please steve's already had quite the broadway week with me yeah we saw avenue q and oh i love avenue q i know isn't it great and we saw spring awakening oh i want to see it it was really good best rape scene ever (laughs) (laughs) there's a podcast they don't show the (laughs) rape and almost fire although you do get to see some nudity so some Butox and some uh, bare breasts, yes, right? Fancy. Lots of masturbation. It's yep. kind of like spending the night with Sean Daly. <laughs> oh, I don't I have wah, to go. Wah, wah. You ready to move on? Yes. <laughs> Please. Immediately go now. <laughs> Please. Number two. From 1987, Moonstruck. What about Johnny? Oh, you're mad at him. Take it out of me. Take your revenge out on me. Leave nothing left for him to marry. Leave nothing but the skin over my bones. All right. All right, there will be nothing left. Oh, 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 oh Christ. Oh. Oh. So I, I had not seen this and I wanted to, so I instant Netflixed it last night and I watched it for the first time, so I'm really well versed in it because it's fresh. And I have to say that the most awkward love scene in history <laughs> must be this movie. Really? Nicolas Cage, before he had his teeth done, with his like mass- missing teeth on the side, <laughs> and his sweaty armpit hair, and then Cher. <laughs> but he's got a fake arm, for God's sake. In his wooden hand. hand, yes. That makes it, because they're like, making out, and this hand is like, knock- like knocking into her. Well, he looks good in the opera. 
Oh, it's so. And then she's like, "What does she say? Like, tear the skin off of me, or give me my bow." I don't know. I don't remember the line, but it was really like I had to Awkward. look away. I was like, hey, "Where's my liquor?" That's why I say every night. <laughs> but other than that, I, I enjoyed the movie. But I just I got a little queasy after that scene. I love Olympia Dukakis in this movie. Oh yeah, she and, so deserved that Oscar. Right, she won for uh, best, and, best best, and Cher won for best actress. Yes, she did. And her lovely Bob Mackie. Her Bob Mackie. Her headdress. Yeah. Yes, yes. That was the headdress year, right? The, the midriff and the That headdress. was the year where she says, you know, this this outfit simply screams serious actress. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, so I, I, like, I always have to search for a sympathetic character in every chick flick. I'm going to pick John Mahoney. Oh, Play- I liked him. Oh, yeah. it's the guy in the he restaurant. Yeah, he was good. He, he was, was a sympathetic good. character. And when, when Olympia asked him, you know, why do men cheat? I don't even remember how, what the answer he gives. He I talks about the uh, the college students and how they light up and see him as he wants to be seen when he's yes. talking in his lectures. Yes, he didn't really give her a good answer. It was more of no. why more do I about. chase women? So da- yes, why do men chase women? That's yeah. Dinaio's answer is really stupid. Something. Well, he's a dope Johnny Camerary. Yeah, he said it's because they're afraid of dying, which they fear death. They fear death, so that's why they chase women. I guess that works for me. I mean, that's what he said. So yeah, this could a lot of people could argue this would be the number one movie on the list. It's really good. I, th- I think I'm going to defend our number one pick, but yeah. um, I did see Moonstruck. I um, Nick Cage. I mean, I love Nick Cage. Valley Girl, Living Las Vegas, Weatherman, Weatherman. Uh, I'm um, not a Nick Cage fan at all. Really? Lord of War. No, I, I think well, I'm. You either like him or you oh, don't wow, like him. Heart. Oh, I, know, I never like him. Really? You don't even like him in Valley Girl. Uh, don't even don't, just lie and tell me. Just <laughs> please tell me you. You'll break his widow heart. <laughs> I haven't. Oh great! I told I'll, you that before. It's it's been one that. We've talked he's about got really life. cool hair in that movie. In no, Valley I Girl? said this before yeah, that I, I think, think so. that he always looks like he's just been kicked in the groin. Like he has this like <laughs> this inverted eyebrow thing where he's like, I don't think he's a very good actor in this no. movie. He delivers his lines so like, you know, breathy. Wooden. Oh, wow. And he's the one actor in this entire movie who just does, does like a subpar job. I just kind of. And there's no it. believable sexual <laughs> chemistry between him and no. Sharon. That's what I'm saying no, with the wooden hand. I mean, I'm sorry, but rule number one. For, rule number one for chick flick should be there has to be a, a yeah. real sexual chemistry. I agree. Yeah. And there's none. There isn't. Yeah, zero. You're, you're probably right. You're probably right. Worst Nicolas Cage movie ever? Not in the 80s. Wicker Man? Oh, I heard that was bad. What about Con Air? It's almost so bad it's good, though. It's laughable. Con Air. It's so bad. Yeah, Con Air kind of sucks. Was he in no. Face Off or was yeah, that Travolta? He was Face Off with John yeah. Travolta, yeah. He was, that was, that's yeah, actually yeah. okay. It's like he has like really good movies. In real- oh, A Vampire's Kiss was Yeah, awful. that's got to be his worst movie. Oh, terrible. No, you got to see Wicker and Man. I love him. Wicker Man. Please, no. Rent no. it. No, really? Why do I have to rent it if it sucks? <laughs> because it's almost so bad it's good. It's like somebody saying, here, smell this. Doesn't it smell awful? It's the Buckaroo Banzai of this You'll enjoy it. In its terribleness. Okay, I'll take your word for it. You better. You ready? Chase. The end of the list. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Yes. Number one. 1989 brings us Steel Magnolias. Ah. <laughs> I just want to hit somebody until they feel as bad as I do. I just want to hit something. I want to hit it hard. <laughs> Here. Hit this. Go ahead, Malin. Slopper. Are you crazy? Are you high, Clary? Clary, have you lost your mind? We'll sell t-shirts saying I slapped Weezer Boudreau. Hedda! Miss Clary, enough! Weezer, this is your chance to do something for your fellow man. Knock her lights out, Melissa! Let go of me! Julia Roberts dies. You gotta love it. Dolly again. (laughs) Dolly again. And this is what we were talking about before uh, in that sub set of chick flick movies of yes. uh, a cast of female characters yes this, this actually this is a very good cast also yeah also yeah. as well yes. you know i'm actually kind of looking at this i'm almost thinking shirley mclean might be like the queen of the 80s chick flicks because she's in this she's in um but was postcards from the edge in the 80s no i think it might have been 90s. 90 Damn. but she was in um obviously terms of endearment yes you know her best movie ever though defending your life with albert brooks was shirley mclean in that mm-hmm who does she play? She, she's um she plays the woman who's in charge of the past lives pavilion. Oh, I don't remember that. I'm just supposed to remember Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep. A lot of interesting casting picks in this movie. Winona Ryder was originally offered the role of Shelby huh. that went to Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. Meg Ryan was initially under contract to play the role of Shelby, mm-hmm. but um, the producers let her off the hook to go play Sally in When Harry Met Sally. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that was a good move or a bad move. Probably equally good, huh? Yeah. 
Uh, it's a bigger role in Harry yeah, Sally. Yeah, I mean, you gotta think. I mean, when Harry Met Sally is a much more important movie than this one is. Yeah, I think you're right. It's a much more accessible. I mean, I. When Harry Met Sally, yeah, we, everybody, uh, and we can and yeah. we can argue whether or not when Harry Met Sally is actually a a chick flick or not. I don't know that it. I mean, we were I, having the discussion wait. about the whole orgasm thing too. Oh yeah, like how on a, on a scale one to ten, how real is um, Meg Ryan's fake orgasm? It's not, I, I, I just find it annoying anymore. I, I said, you know, maybe this was funny when it first came out. Yeah. I don't, I didn't see it when it first came out, but it's just been so hackneyed and overdone now. I just, if I see it, I, mm-hmm. you know, as as. Sean Dilley say, I just want to smash it. Oh. So. <laughs> That's pretty good. Thank you. The um, Daryl Hannah, who appears in here, um, was originally turned down for the role of Anelle because she was thought to be too pretty. Yeah, really. So she uh, so she dressed down and uglied herself up, and then arrived the next day to uh, to read for the part anyway. And the security guards wouldn't let her in because they didn't believe it was Daryl Hannah. I think That's she's really funny. good in this. Yeah, she's good in this. Um, I really like her a lot. She's I like, like uh, Tom. Chick. Tom Scarrett, of course, is my he's uh, your identifiable character. He's my identifiable right? character. He's a sympathetic man. One. Yes. And my favorite thing, or my favorite ongoing shtick here, is the the bleeding armadillo cake. Oh yes, that they I make about that. I, every day when I see, uh, anytime I hear the word armadillo, that immediately that this movie comes to mind. This this movie more than anything. I, you know, humanizes yeah. armadillo. I think of Florida Roadkill, but that's me. I, think I don't. Texas. I don't like this movie though, and I, I will not watch it. You will not watch it? Yeah. No, I don't think I've seen it all the way start to finish. I've seen bits and pieces. Shall we drug him and put it on? Hmm. Intriguing (laughs) idea. Maybe after Purple Rain tonight. (laughs) Jeez, nice. Once upon a time I was beloved. Now I'm just mocked. You were never beloved. (laughs) You were always mocked. (laughs) So let's talk, just real quickly, I want to run down a couple of the movies that we did not include, and we all say why. um, When Harry Met Sally, we were kind of debating whether Mm -hmm. or not it's a chick flick at all. Mm-hmm. And certainly it loses points for the orgasm scene. Yeah. Officer and a Gentleman. Oh, that's totally a chick flick. Could have been on the, on the list. Yeah. I didn't see it. It's almost <laughs> too sappy for even like a smart girl to like. Well, you know? my point is, can you in, in a movie when Richard Gere gets kicked in the balls by, Lou, by Louis, Louis Gossett Jr., Jr., how can that be a chick flick? Oh, then it's yeah. a chick flick. Deborah totally... Winger's not really it. I mean, she's not really. My favorite Richard Gere movie is American Gigolo. So. Yeah, let's give it. Somewhere in Time. 1980. Now we would have we would have actually probably included this, except for Steph and I talked about this movie during last year's that's Val- right Valentine's Day, Day show. Right. We that's probably one. talked about a few of these. Yeah, yeah. Um, Flash Dance. We all agree. Well, we all don't agree. Too many boobies. Too many boobies. I don't. I don't get that. No, I think it's uh, Room with a View from 1986. I really like that movie. I like Howard's End more, but it's not in the 80s. Yeah, I, don't, uh-huh. I never saw Room with a View, so I haven't seen it either. Oh, it's really good. The Princess Bride. I think I don't know if this is a chick flick or not. That's yeah. what I think. I it's think more it transcends like fairy tale esque. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Action and I think most men. Like and of course, everyone's too. favorite, <laughs> which French, no one has actually seen, the French Lieutenant's Woman. Yeah, what? Yeah, <laughs> we talked about You're... Sophie's Choice too. I think I'm the only one who's seen that. Let me ask you this final question: Name for me your favorite chick flick movie of any any decade, any time. I'm opening it wide open. Elma and Louise. Really? I could watch that truck blow up a million times. <sighs> Man, I will pay you good money to to never ever force me to watch that movie That's again. That's fine. It's something I enjoy by myself. Steph, Bridget Jones' Diary. I love that movie. I love both of the movies, and I love both of the books, and I just really identify with that character. I have I both. Her. I have both of those on DVD. I have. Uh, I know. I was when we recorded the Halloween podcast. I was kind of looking at your DVD shelf, and I was. I think I made a comment to you how. His DVD How proud collection. I was. I think his DVD collection has grown considerably since you were last there. So. Probably, yeah. Yeah, um, mine. I'm gonna have to say 1992's Cutting Edge. Oh, I love the Cutting Edge. <laughs> I actually like that too, but That's it's not. It's movie. not a good movie, but I, I do pick. Topic. <laughs> I think it's cute. I like that movie. So, there we go. No, no Mystic Pizza. No, um, yeah, no Giorgio Roberts. Please. No, yes, Giorgio. No John Hughes movies. No John Hughes no movies. John Hughes I think we all agree that John Hughes belongs in his own category. He yes, would he not does. appreciate anything being called chick flick. No. So um, to wrap it up, I think I'm going to have to, re- to reprise everyone's favorite uh, oh, nauseating please, no. song from Beaches. Bette Midler, take it away. In the meantime, Stephanie Hayes, thanks for coming up. Hey, thanks for having me. Vegas girlfriend, thanks for putting up with me. As, as, as always. Is all forgiven. Yes. <laughs> we'll remain here, firmly stuck in the 80s.
Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for providing music for the credits. Read the blog at blogs.tampabay.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes.